Hello, Dave. Ian, how's it going? It's going great. And we have a guest. We've tricked yet another person into coming on. Uh, Zach Clapman of Smoking Tire fame and uh, from Drive on NBCSN uh, is here with us. How's it going, Zach? How you doing? This is the sound of my voice. That's true. That's true. That's true. And if someone's watching on YouTube, that's this look of your face. This is my grainy this face. Uh, you know, relatively new MacBook Pro, and yet 720p webcam. Tim yeah. Apple making weird choices. Kill the floppy wish. drive early. Keep it 720p alive as long yeah. as he wants. Very good point. Yeah, the hard buttons at the top are gone, but what we're going to do is going to keep the camera from the 1940s. Yeah, yes. they had they to pour all their money into switching everything over to USB-C. And so they got no money for cameras left. That's right. Yeah. That's I hope that's correct. And here yeah. we are clutching the Firewire cables. Like, what the hell? <laughs> right? Yeah, the audio interface came with Firewire. <laughs> what? Is this for a printer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so like I said, you're uh, everyone knows you mostly, I think, from Smoking Tire, but you're also a producer on uh, Drive on NBCSN and also a host on there. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about right away is you're, uh, you know, you have a big presence on Instagram as well and on uh, you're on Twitter a lot, uh, is the, the YouTuber face thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is like sort of a fun inside joke between you and Matt, I think, but like, it also gets to some other fun stuff that I want to talk about, but sure. just could you explain to people the YouTuber face and like why and <laughs> what, what yeah. that's all about? Yeah, well, you know, so for, so we started making the smoking tire videos, you know, doing car reviews in 2009 and uh, we were early to it. And I think that helped some of our success. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't many channels out there. Digital cameras were like really young. We shot things on, you know, Canon DSLRs that weren't dedicated video cameras, um, GoPro was super new. So back then, if you know, if you made a good video, the center card was a little bit less important because there weren't as many players in the game. And that was pretty true for six, I'd say like six years for us. Like through Matt, you know, Matt did the one takes, which were fan cars, and it was like it the title was like, here's the car I drove, you know, 800 horsepower Audi A4. Photo was a photo, like really simple. A lot of times it was just taken as a screen grab, but the views were huge because everyone's like, I want to see someone drive this crazy car. Um, and then, you know, more and more people started doing car content. Um, and I think at the same time, more and more people in general started doing YouTube content. So we think that the car YouTube world is big, but it's tiny and adorable compared to, let's call it mainstream YouTube success. You know, there's like Mr. Beast or, um, uh, you know, dude, perfect. Like these channels that have more mass appeal and get tens of millions of views per video for years and years. And they just had people or faces in their thumbnails. Mm -hmm. um, and what, and everyone noticed this huge jump in traffic. And I think at a psychological level, it, it's like humans, like seeing other humans, we connect with human beings and we're drawn to eyes. Like if you're in a crowd and someone looks at you, somehow you even peripheral vision, you will see the eyes looking at you. It's probably like a defense thing. So if you have a center card, if you have 10 center cards and nine of them have just cars and one of them has a face, you are going to look at the center card that has a face. And for a long time, Matt and I hated it because we didn't like the gamification of content. We didn't like this thing of like, for us, it was just about we wanted to make the content we made and be proud of the content we make, and it will get watched by the people who appreciate it. Um, and so for a while, we were just really resistant to like the tie, you know, changing of the ties. We we're old men in that way. And then at a certain point, when we hired an, an, an analytic uh, consultant because our views just kept going down, and they were like, "Look, these are some really important methods. Let's say that everyone's doing except you. You know, everyone." <laughs> everyone's shooting the picture in color except you guys like that's how it felt so we we're like all right so we have to start doing this and so there's a part of us we're making fun of this fishing lure that we have finally agreed to use um even while it is also it is more effective and you know like on instagram people you can do it with your own instagram out there a, a post with you and a picture and like something happening will probably get a lot more attention than just a car or a landscape or something. Obviously there's exceptions. If you are a landscape photographer, that will probably get a bigger response. But like one of my most popular Instagram posts was just me with this guy from the Ferrari museum, like 
you know, shoulder to shoulder, like half hug, just going like, this guy gave me a really cool tour and it was really awesome. And it got, you know, like <laughs> 2000 likes. And, and the day before I was like, here's a super rare Ferrari, uh, you know, uh, SF90 parked at Fiorano. And everyone's like, okay, we've seen that. So, right. so that's, that was, that's our YouTuber face story. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I do. I do like at some point you are like Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights, like (laughs) just resistant to the change. I, and I, I get that because it's like the content is not changing, right? Like just Mm -hmm. like some packaging. Right. And it's like, if the content's not changing, then why do we have to like jump through this hoop in order to like change the reach of the content? Shouldn't the content be reaching who it's supposed to reach? Right. It's a, it's a difficult thing to be in. Yeah. A difficult position. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's just, wow. Burble tune. Can you guys hear that in the background? Um, no, you, know. you sound great. Yeah. Okay, good. So there's a lot of, a lot of uh, modified cars driving by. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we, we'd like to think that everyone just gets views based on their content um, and there's enough room for everybody. So I think it's just gotten busier and, you, you know, big, really channels that are bigger than us often have a person in the center card. It's just the nature of the game. So. We yeah. finally decided to, uh, you know, learn how to how to type after years of just going. No, 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 cursive. <laughs> That's going to be the way of the future. We're making this, talkies now. <laughs> yeah, this this typewriter is just uh, going to be a fed. You know. Yeah. Well, but I, I do think that one thing that's really been interesting following, you know, you and Matt in particular is that, um, you know, I've read car magazines and watched car shows for as long as I can remember. And it's been interesting to watch like the the editorial sort of decisions getting made sort of in real time and and you guys kind of talking about that in you know publicly because you know back in the day like there wasn't like a you couldn't watch the editorial meeting of automobile automobile magazine or whatever right and be like this is the style of photography that we need to do and blah 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 but now we kind of get to see some of that and it's in a way it's cool, even though I definitely sympathize with the YouTuber face thing, because there's like no way in a million years I would ever, just, I would ever do that. But, <laughs> but I, and I would also make fun of it if I was forced to, you know, like the same sort of thing. Um, so from that perspective, I think it is, it is kind of cool um, for people who are interested in that, in that sort of stuff to, to kind of see that process unfold. Yeah. Part of, um, I think the internet, social media is we just have more access to people and uh, with that, they're just, we've developed like a dialogue with, you know, viewers or listeners or whoever it is, because you're, and I'm on Instagram and someone can ask me a question in DM and I'm like, sure, like I'll talk to people. So people just ask these questions and sometimes we'll start talking about them on the podcast or something like, well, someone is asking about us about this. And that means there's probably more people wondering that just don't want to send the DM about it. So uh, we might as well just talk about it. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's interesting you bring up the magazines like yeah they don't they don't announce small changes to things like when road and track changed their style from 12 issues a year to six like they announced that in that uh you know editor-in-chief's like column up front because mm-hmm. they want their reader like hey by the way these things look real different <laughs> and you're yeah. gonna get half as many magazines but they're gonna be way better um you know but small stuff like you said small changes in photography they may not mention because you one you don't need to you're not obligated to tell your uh, your readers about it but also you run the risk of announcing a change and some readers going i don't want things to be any different it's better to just present something that's new and you think better and hope that they agree with you right right yeah and, I, and part of this is like i've been thinking my my wife is an author and she recently released her first her debut novel so like i've been thinking about sort of like the and kind of getting an insight in sort of the business side of things a lot more lately and just how like ultimately they do end up sort of seeping into creative decisions and stuff. Uh, and, and that's always just been really interesting to me. Like um, I remember hearing, I don't remember if it was you or Matt, or it was one of you two talking a few years back about um, why, why the one takes kind of took off and like, it wasn't necessarily like the content you wanted to make, but it was the stuff that worked with the logarithm and whatever. Um, it's the, that stuff has always been a little kind of fascinating to me. Well, that was like a trend. So we, we had uh, the host from Smosh Games on the podcast in like 
2014, I think. Um, their names escaped me. I wasn't there during the show, and I don't watch a lot of gaming channels. But they, Matt met them on the Focus rally in Europe that he went on. And um, they had started making a lot of unedited, like, single-shot content, kind of like a vlog, but instead of, like, I'm going to go about my day, um, you're going to watch me get a burrito, and then 30 minutes later, I'm also going to drive the car that you, I said I was going to drive. They They were more like, here's an uncut video of us experiencing this game or this thing. And at the time the audience had gotten kind of, kind of tired of high quality produced content. Cause we did that from 09 into like 2013, 14 between drive network on YouTube and on TST. Like we were making what we considered TV quality content on YouTube for free to kind of audition for television. And there was just a lot more of that out there. So the audience kind of, with anything, you know, it could be if you listen to heavy metal every day for six months straight and you're over the age of like 18, you'll probably just go, I'm going to take a break today. So the audience was kind of drawn toward this uncut content where they go, I trust what this person's saying because there's no edit points. You know, this mm -hmm. is their un, unfiltered thoughts. And there's something really refreshing about that in a world where things are getting more and more like molded and edited, whether it's, you know, news or PR stuff or television, whatever. So I think it was refreshing. So we, so that's when Matt decided to try that. And it, it took off like gangbusters because I think people were like, wow, this is really cool. I'm just learning about the car. It's, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and there's something about that uncut content they really, really liked. And it, I mean, it did very, very well for, I think like three to four years. Yeah. yeah. Which, and by the way, they're also very, it's very hard to do. Like, yeah, it is hard to drive a car that in a in a manner that it looks interesting to watch someone drive a car and also talk and be interesting at the same time. Yeah. It's really difficult. Matt's really good at that. His brain and skill set. Um, I mean, he's had that ability like since I can remember in '09. The way the ability to speak off the cuff and you know almost in cohesive paragraphs with like a beginning, middle, and end. Mm -hmm. throughout like the in-car filming or the one take is amazing and, and i do it a little bit but like i definitely have to cut out some ums and and flubs sometimes and like i do that because it's better for the viewer uh but he's he's really good at it yeah from a production standpoint it changes so much as well right like like the amount of time effort that you're putting into like setting up cameras on the car the audio all that stuff versus like what you're editing, like you're maximizing like the time that you have to have with the car. Like, yeah, would you talk us through like how some of that like changed, you know, oh, yeah. your perspective so, on things? Yeah. So for example, I mean, the way we were doing the videos from 2000, you know, starting in 09, let's just say when we, when TST got started uh, and we called it like auditioning for television. So we would go out and spend about, I'd say seven to eight hours of actually shooting a car. That's mm -hmm. not including the drive time, you know, lunch, whatever. But like, because the rule was, well, every hour, maybe a little bit less of production time equals one minute of finished video. And, and so we're doing multiple camera angles, um, you know, stand-ups, in-car stuff. When we were doing Tuned on um, the Drive Network, which was a, a YouTube network all about car stuff, um, you know, we would interview the owner of said tuned car and then Matt would drive it. And that usually meant like we're interviewing them at their garage mm -hmm. and driving to a new, new place. Then we're doing all the driving stuff. We would try to shoot in the summer so that the days are longer because that way we could shoot from like 7 to 8 p.m. And, and at the end of it, you end up with a video that would be anywhere from like 8 to 14 minutes long, depending on a bunch of things. Uh, and Tom Morningstar was our DP and editor and he would spend, you know, three days editing it with then some revisions um and you know similar process with drive on nbc sports like long shoot days crunching them down into five minute segments because to get the kind of content that has energy uh while telling a story i think is really hard and, and people don't recognize it if you watch top gear or any of those really polished shows there's these ups and downs of energy, right? It's like music. It's like the beat builds and there's crescendo and then there's the bridge. 
and that's usually like Clarkson standing and explaining to you why the car is amazing in the middle, and then they go out and they do dri you know driving and, and drifting again. So to build all those moments takes more and more shots. And we we once sat and just counted the shots in a one top year segment that was like three minutes long, and there was like 140 shots. Right. Wow. So so that's what we were doing, and then going down to the one takes. I mean, you know, when Matt was doing it, he would shoot four cars in a morning. And it would usually be like 8 a.m. to 11. So what you what you can do is, you know, you do really simple beauty shot. You just walk around the car, shoot the inside. You're just going, here's what it look like. looks like. If you want to pause on that three-quarter shot, you can. I'm not. Right. Um, right. Simple shot of the interior because, you know, people just go, what's the car look like? Okay, let's now I want to know how it feels. They really want to get right to like, what is it and how does it feel to ride along with someone as they drive it? Um and so that cut the shooting time down to, you know, I think an hour or so. Uh, when I do it with with fan cars now, I probably spend like two and a half hours with one person because um, we stopped doing four cars at once. And so we can give a little bit more attention. Like it, it's kind of evolved, but I'll, I'll get there. But when like the, the, the assembly line version is, you know, you do all beauty shots of all four cars at once. And that takes 45 minutes. And then you might do the drive-by shots with all cars at once. So the owners drive the cars and myself or Matt or both stand on the side of the road. Cars go back and forth like eight times. You get the shots and then you do the in-car and that's just two camera setup uncut. So the complexity of production was, you know, dropped down from calculus to like, you know, addition and the editing process, I mean, was, you could do it in like an hour if you're yeah. really, really going for it. Right. Um, you know, it, so that it's made everything easier. And, and that's how Matt, you know, Matt at the time, he was shooting and editing the videos himself. Tom moved back to New York. And then I eventually took over editing the one takes, um, as like a side job. Uh, and you know, and now I edit, I edit all the one takes we do for the channel and we've, we've made it a little bit more complicated now. Um, just to add in a little bit more of that polish and some nicer shots and stuff. And, but without going all the way back to 10 hour shoot, because it's like right now the, the CPM, which is the, the amount of money you get paid per view has gone down considerably since 2010. So, you know, if you used to get a million views and you'd make, I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars. Now you're making like, I don't know, maybe a few thousand dollars. And, and so to the more complex the production, the more time it takes, the more money it costs ultimately in terms of labor or actual human beings, if you want more people on the ground, um, so we're kind of doing, I think a little bit more than we were before, but still with just the two of us. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Like it's, it's so great when like that kind of like the, the, the voice kind of like being modified or tweaked, like the direction of the show, like kind of lining up with something that is better for production and better for people's times, like, and, and like quantity of output. Yeah. Yeah. I think what YouTube has been great for is provided people more a blank canvas to make content however they want to. And then the audience can decide what they like. Because television, you know, for years was like, I mean, decades really is like, it's a 22 minute show. If it's a 30 minute show, because you need ad space and you need bumpers at the front and the back. And, um, you know, here's how something is traditionally done. So that's how we're going to do it. Because so much of tele television is so expensive that people are cautious about changing things, you know, drastically. Um, and I know obviously there's exceptions. There's new shows that break, that make a new paradigm and break the mold, but they're usually made by people who are like brilliant writers with a long track record. And, you know, they're going to make breaking bad. And they're like, this is a new idea, but here are, here are the other things I've done. But when we were right. doing car television, it's like, well, look, you know, this NBC sports has taken a chance on us. We do have proof of concept on YouTube. Um, but they are like, we want it to fit in these blocks because this is how our network works. But on YouTube, you can go, Hey, I'm going to, you know, hold a camera as a selfie the whole time. And I'm going to walk around the Andes mountains and talk to you about the Andes mountains. And it's going to be one shot and it's not going to be filmed like planet earth Two. but we'll see if anybody cares. And like that video can, can blow up. So it, that's what YouTube's really good for is there's like, you can literally paint however you want and whatever you want, and maybe you'll succeed. Maybe you won't. Maybe your definition definition of success is just doing it. Um, and it's, I think, really changed 
what people expect in terms of content style. Yeah, what I, I do think though that there is one another piece of that that is important, which is that uh, you know a one take you doing a one take and you hosting a segment on Drive on NBC, on NBC they're essentially two different mediums, right? But you like I think you you and Matt and a few others that have that we've seen in like wildly different mediums you you can still hear your voice you know and so i wonder like has there been any of these iterations where you feel like you've struggled to maintain either your voice or matt's voice or whatever um mm. you know what i mean like I, I remember the first time i read something that matt wrote and wrote in track i was like oh that's i i hear that in his voice like it's impressive you can tell someone's a good writer when their voice carries through multiple mediums, you know, and I think both of you have that. So I wonder, yeah, has there been a point where you were like, ah, oh, this doesn't, this change we had to do for business reasons doesn't work for us creatively as much? Um, hmm. Or is that something well, you haven't even thought of? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it like, so on the NBC sports side, um, like I really like writing jokes and lines and trying to condense my thoughts because I can tend to be a little verbose naturally. And it's just, it's so hard to think of a clever analogy or something like in the moment. Sometimes it happens. Like sometimes alchemy happens, you're, you're driving a car fast and you just think of something that's, that's really funny or really uh, accurate. But uh, I, I can't rely on that all the time. So I like to, to write stuff out beforehand just to give myself some ideas and some ways to explain things and so i really enjoy that process and so something that would happen when we were in the editing process with that is uh some editors would chop out jokes for time just because they were like well we need to lose a minute and a half so they took this minute and a half and so i'd watch the edit and i go i think it's really important to have that in partly because it might explain this in a more concise way than what we have in there now but also uh i think it's important to leave some of my personality in there because yeah. it's easy to cut it down to just like specs and stuff um or like the timing of things and you know we, oh, we we cut the payoff out or we don't have the setup for this or stuff like that so i think the challenge with nbc sports shows and, and haggerty also was uh you, you know if you, if you think of a car and all the things you want to tell people let's say that it would take 20 minutes to explain everything about this car now you got to do it in five so that's a really hard challenge is how do you make this informative and entertaining and 25% uh, as long as you might think it naturally needs to be. And I think Chris Harris is one of the best people at this because whether, you know, Top Gear or collecting cars, like he can explain the seats to someone in like five words, mm -hmm. whereas myself and other people might spend two or three actual sentences on the seats. And yes, we're probably giving you more information. But what he's doing is he's like, you don't need all of this right now. Like you want to, he'll spend more time on how the car drives and less on why the seats are comfortable. He's just like, they're comfortable. You know, you want to try them, go sit in the car yourself. But you know, for someone his size, whatever, he's like, these are comfortable seats to me. Um, I think he's really good at that. So that was the challenge for me is, is trying to be concise and uh, while maintaining like accuracy and personality. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a tough, that's a, that's a lot of things uh, to try to hit at once. I mean, that's the Mark Twain quote, right? I would have wrote, written you a shorter letter, if, but I ran out of time. Um, that's, really, <laughs> that's great. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, I, I think that's all I had on the, on the, uh, the, like the production and sort of process stuff dave did you have anything else on no no i i love it i love the insights yeah, yeah it's fantastic okay all right so now i i, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk uh a little bit about um uh sort of your 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 online presence and and some of the jokes that you've you've had on on, oh, on the twitter <laughs> uh, you're in trouble you're in yeah, trouble from, yeah, basically what, depending on the year sure yeah no 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 no, no. yeah you you tweeted this in 2009 <laughs> uh, no 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 you had a you had a a thread going um uh, uh, maybe a week or two ago on a group of x car is oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, a blank. and that's just such a fun game. Like we've done that a little bit on the show. Like every once in a while, we've 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 said that sort of stuff. Um, I think the one that we had that 
our listeners identify most with has was uh, uh, a group of slingshots is uh, a khaki. Uh, <laughs> each one is a pleat. Um, yeah, a group Funny. of Suzuki cappuccinos is a froth. Um, yeah, what was the one that that kind of kicked that off for you? Um, let's see. It was the whatever the first one was? If you go down the uh, Dacias. De- yes, the Delica. That Delica. The, the group of Delicas is a delicacy. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what time did I tweet that? Like, I don't know why that came up. <laughs> right. Like, you know. Um, one oh seven p.m. Like, caffeine was probably wearing off, maybe for yeah. the day. I was probably tired and I was just like, I think that's right. I think I had not slept well the night before because okay. like if not sleeping correctly, you know, you, you can feel a little bit drunk, but sometimes I've heard SNL writers talk about this. Like if you nail it, your lack of sleep removes the filters and then you just like can land on something funny. But a lot of times you just, your brain doesn't work and your reactions suck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. A group of delicates is called Del- delicacy and it made me laugh. And then I saw it just like, start getting likes and and whatever and i was like this is a fun game because something i i used to love uh there was a show on comedy central like five years ago i think called at midnight and it was hosted yeah. by chris hardwick who yeah he's whatever uh but <laughs> yeah. it was i really liked that show because it was just like here's a topic write one-liners around this like kind of weird there was a formula to it and what was fun is they would put it out on Twitter and just basically it was a great way to get audience engagement, but it was like, Hey, uh, audience who also likes this or wants to write comedy. Here's the premise hit hashtag da da da. And maybe you'll get mentioned on TV or maybe you'll get quote chosen to, uh, you know, be on a team. And so I used to play that game every, cause it was on like four days a week. So I'd play it every single night and I just thought it was really fun. It was like a fun brain exercise to just write these weird, silly thing so when this that used to be the purpose of twitter (laughs) right it did yeah it used to be it it really was a lot of people got like comedy writing careers through their tweets or you know whether it was their name or tweet of god or something like that where they were kind of Mm -hmm. had created a persona um yeah man so this this kind of like took caught fire and it just seemed like a really fun thing and people started getting really into it and um so i just started like thinking like all right what else and i just sat there for a little while like what else what else what else yeah i love it i love it no these are great um i think the one that i tweeted at you was uh a group of uh a group of uh infinities is called a showing um (laughs) (laughs) it's It's like a real yeah it's a realtor conference yeah but that's only this is another theory we have on the show is uh the 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 gap between the first owner infinity and the second owner infinity is the largest gulf of any automaker right that that basically their income or um just just who just who they are like you can tell this person bought this infinity new and then you can tell from the sparks and the vape smoke that this person <laughs> bought their infinity secondhand and like yeah. it's it's realtors buy it and then stance kids and then there's nobody in between yeah that's that's true infinity has a weird identity problem like i yeah. i want to like some of their cars uh and we just drove i can't remember the name because they changed it all to alphanumeric yeah. characters uh, uh q60 red sport we drove that mm-hmm. which sadly is exactly the same as the one i drove five years ago um, they just added a touchscreen to it, and they're asking money. They're asking money on par with BMW's M240 X Drive, which looks like it's from 2022 or maybe even 2027, and is like faster and better trans. Like, and Infinity's like, no, 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 we're we're just as good as that. We are, <laughs> yeah. we are just as good. It is like uh, RB's going. We are pricing ourselves with Ruth Chris right now. <laughs> I mean, and I think they used to be. <laughs> they just used to be better than they were, but Nissan, like their sales have been down. They're having financial issues, you know, all those different things. So it's, it's their, their CEO smuggled hard. himself out of the country <laughs> in a piano case. That was quite a thing. I mean, he had to flee. Uh, it had, they've had some rough times, had some rough, <laughs> tough stuff going on at the house. I would say. <laughs> yeah. I think that qualifies as a distraction. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's definitely a distraction, but, uh, that, but you, you are right because you see used, used infinities around. I mean, they offer, they do offer good performance and, you know, pretty reliable uh, at that. And so when they hit the used market, you're like, look, you can get 400 horsepower yeah. for, 
I don't know, ten to twenty-five thousand dollars, depending on what you're looking at. And the aftermarket support for like the G35 and G37, you could bolt on a lot of parts that would go with a 350Z. Like, if you want to get a drift missile or a track missile, and you don't want to spend like, quote, you know, 350Z money because they got more popular, like you can get a G35 or G37. Um, Dave, what do you say we play a game? Okay. Okay. Let's do, uh, let's do a game. So we play a game on the show. Uh, we play a couple games. This one is uh, is based around vanity plates. So okay. basically, what happens is you're going to get uh, a picture of three cars with the license plates blacked out, and then you're going to get the text of the vanity plates, and you have to match highlights magazine Ooh. style. Yeah. The text of the vanity plate to the car. Got it. Uh, and then we can okay. we can zoom in and get context clues, you know, looking at stickers and and other things and modifications are always good things. And just gross generalization about people is what really makes you successful at this game. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what a good, good game. Hey, I have one to kind of cut our teeth on, and then I think okay. Ian's is Ian's is better. So we'll go ahead and do mine for I, even though I haven't seen it. I think his is just gonna be funnier. So okay. here we go. Mine is called F and Nerds. All right, and here and I haven't seen I haven't seen these either. So we're going to be doing this uh, as a team, Zach. So oh, if you, man, if you want to take this in, I'll narrate what uh, what you're seeing. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so we have we have was that a C7 Corvette in uh, like a purple mer- uh, dark purple, right? Yeah. We've got the bog standard Toyota Tundra, right? And then we have an Audi. I think that's an A6, right? <laughs> a gray A6, right? Yeah. Um, yeah anything jump out i mean let's read the let's read the the text of the plates oh yeah the the plates uh the first one is av tech uh the next one is by eth which (laughs) that poor bastard and then uh i see you t i see you two tv that one's weird it is weird i see you too tv i see you too television um right (laughs) right yeah. Okay. I mean, I I have, you know, shooting from the hip gut reactions on these for sure. Okay. So, is there anything you want to zoom in on, or or anything? It doesn't look like there's a lot of like mods or anything to look at here. We got chrome wheels, and we've got oh, a, that's oh, American Eagle uh, license plates around missing the two bottom bolts, no less. Okay. Ah, good catch. Good catch. And I believe that... that's a support the troops, uh, Colorado specialty plate. Yes, it here. is. It is. So yeah. that might be help. That's on the Corvette. Is can, can we? Is the side mirror in view of the on the Corvette photo, or is that too far? Unfortunately, forward? it's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My my uh, wife snagged this while we were on the way to autocross. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go down and look at this yeah. Tundra. Uh, that looks like the dealership tag, that M on the left. All right. Yeah. Tundra 4x4. Got a Colorado Broncos truck. surround. Yep. Trailer hitch, rusty exhaust. Nothing crazy. Stock yeah. wheels. Really Pretty. conservative wheels. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Whatever. Okay, let's look at this Audi. And yeah. So, yeah, gray A6. Nothing weird about it, right? No, nothing. No, I mean, none of these. I mean, the, the Corvette, of course, has the only modification, which is the license plates around. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, all right. So my my gut reactions are: I'm just gonna. We'll just go with this. So yeah. I think, I think the Corvette is by S or ETH because if someone made money, if someone made enough money on Ethereum that they want to tell people about it, they're not gonna buy a tundra or an a6 those cars are too simple like they this person wishes they had lambo money they don't the only thing that's throwing me off is like i mean that is a 3d three-dimensional bald eagle above the license plate which yes. screams old person <laughs> yes. um, but there's and it's no, not a corvette <laughs> which right of course it is which actually they probably bought it this is probably a young person who bought this car from an older person there's no uh, like USMC or Army veteran sticker on it, which I would expect if it was an older person that also had a support the troops with the American flag. Hmm. So that also makes me think it's a younger person that bought this. So I'm going with the buy F is on the Corvette. I don't care if it's right or wrong because I like my reasoning. <laughs> um, I think the AV tech is the Audi because they're advertising that they do audio visual stuff. Um, 
the Audi has a lot of tech inside with the um, uh, virtual cockpit and all that. Like it's a pretty technologically advanced company next to Mercedes. And the P the person I know who runs an AV company bought a lot of Audis. Like it seems to draw the tech people. Yeah. But it's responsible because if you own an AV tech right. company or you're an AV tech, like you're a fairly responsible person. Uh, the ICU two TV. While I don't understand what the hell they're talking about, I think they are a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. They're like, I see what you're up to. Someone, ah. television, maybe our televisions are too smart and they're watching us. And if you ask this person at the gas station, like, what's that about? They'd be like, well, with all the new smart TVs, <laughs> you know, they have, you know, eye monitoring in the uh, in that frame. Right. And so that that kind of person has a truck. They just. They have a truck that they have to drive out to their prep uh, borough or, you know, bunker right. somewhere. A, a buried um, school bus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, there's there's not there's not zero discarded Coors Light cans in that <laughs> truck somewhere. I'm not saying they're drinking right now, but I'm saying they've had a drink in the truck while stationary, maybe. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, I'll get that later. And it's not a priority for them. Uh, but the truck's pretty clean. Like th this is not right. a ramshackle, beat up truck, but it's just a truck. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. Okay. Ian. So I, I have a slightly different take on the E. I think we're all focused on the buy E tragic <laughs> license plate, right? Um, I have a slightly different take on this, which I think that I think that they put that plate on whatever car they were driving when when all this crypto stuff happened because i think telling people about crypto is definitely more important to those people than actually spending the money that you made on anything interesting right like spending your money to advertise yourself and your interest in crypto is more important so the license plate would precede whatever car purchase they made okay okay so i think that the buy eth i'm going to agree with you on the av tech for the Audi, I think the buy ETH is on the Tundra, and I think ICU2 TV is just like incoherent enough for it to be like a Corvette boomer <laughs> who true. enjoys watching television. I think that's that's what I'm going with. Okay. All right. Answers locked in. Here we go. Everybody. Zach, I got bad news for you, buddy. Wow. Wrong, wrong on all counts. Wrong on all of them. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Our, our buddy okay. Jared sent in the by ETH. Yeah, our listeners send us maniacs with vanity plates. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw the AV tech and the ICU2 TV myself. I have, you're, Ian, you're spot on about the boomer vet. Yeah, just, it makes sense to them. And I'm sure it's a long explanation, which I think you were <laughs> right about, Zach. I think you were right about that part. Like, you're going to get an earful if you ask. Um, oh, oh, they yeah. were, they, they handed the slip of paper across the counter at the DMV and just did that thing where, you know, they're waiting for them to ask, oh, what does that mean? Just mm -hmm. so they can launch into the 20 minute monologue that they had. Right. They there. were primed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've got a dollar cup of coffee in their hand. They're just waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, have you have you ever had a vanity plate? Do you have any vanity plate inklings? I have vanity plate inklings. Um, I've never had one. the The car I had in high school came with one, and the guy was like, "I'm taking the plate with me." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, <laughs> what What was the car and what was the plate? It, so the car was a 65 Pontiac like GTO clone and the plate oh, cool. was hip Betty because the car's name was Betty. And honestly, like I've never named a car and I don't plan on doing it in the future. So when I look back at that, I'm like, Hey, I, whatever, you know, I don't, I don't know what the plate said after that, but I didn't really care. Sure, um, sure. That could have been your whole identity if you had kept that's that That's a plate. great point. Who Sliding knows where doors. I'd be if I kept that plate? Yeah. <laughs> I should use a time machine and go back and it's like the butterfly effect. And like, who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, I could have been president. I could have I mean, been I, someone. I, I think we're seeing it right here in this Corvette. <laughs> That's exactly, that would have been you driving right. that Corvette. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have said like, Betty knows. And be like, what does Betty know? I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> How much time <laughs> do you have? have? <laughs> have you heard of Pizzagate? This is way better. This is Calzone Gate. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, the only, like, I want to do something for my M3, but I can't think of anything to do. Like, if I have a vanity plate, it's got to be a joke, but it needs to be concise because it's got to be seven characters. Um, right, right. So the only the thing I thought of was, Twitter. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, this is, uh, like, Vine, but written out. So, I don't know, like, M3 with an H and then something, like, meh, three, because it's like, it's an M3, and people are like, is it fast? Like, yeah, kind of. But okay. I, I haven't formulated it yet, so. Okay. Right now, I got, my plate is just whatever. I have an LS460 as my daily. I want, at some point, I want to do Werther's as the vanity plate uh, because it's my old man sedan. Um, like the candy. Uh-huh, the candy. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty uh, good. Uh, but there is a good uh, vanity plate that we had forever ago. But I think this it predated the game, Ian. It was, remember, I saw like a, a 4 Series M edition or like, four series m something yeah. and the the license plate was m4 ish oh know? right yeah it was a, that's uh, good it was like an like m that. sport it was like an m sport four series yeah uh so it wasn't a full-on m4 yeah um, i just yeah. thought of one i could try to make it say broken soon because it's an m3 and my <laughs> car breaks like every three months like brkn and then you got to figure out the s uh yeah yeah, yeah the s-o-n S-A-N. yeah nice okay yeah. All right, well, I think we have another iteration of this game, and it's one that I put together. Um, and this, this is, I've named this one Braggadocio, because these are all kind of like braggy plates um, that I saw around. Uh, all Denver. right, here we go, Braggadocio. All right, up top, we've got a Maroon Kia Sportage? Sorrento. 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 We've got... Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've got oh a, my a dark God, gray so black good. Jeep, and These we've got are... a gray CRV. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. No, go go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> what you want to read the plates? Read the plates, Zach. Yeah. Uh, so plate one is his girl, but the eyes are with ones. The number one. The second one is royalty, and the third one is street one, <laughs> not street which, two. That is weird. Uh, yeah, what's so fun? Like I was started laughing because royalty is in here, and like, just, I don't want to be classist. Like none of these cars are really expensive Rolls Royce anything. Like Jeep Grand Cherokee is probably the most expensive car here, depending on the options on the CRV. And like, look, I can't buy a new Grand Cherokee either. Like they're nice, but royalty is like, yeah, you know, you know what? Someone. Someone thinks they have won in, in their circle of life, and I actually applaud them for that. I don't want to shit on that. It's just like I was expecting to look over and see like Mercedes, Rolls Royce, whatever. Right. But you know what? Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. This is okay. Yeah. And on top of that, it, it's royalty mm-hmm. with like no spelling compromises or anything like that. They just straight up got the plate. Right. Yes. Which tells you how few other people were interested in having royalty <laughs> as a license. Like someone else wanted his girl. Right. So they had to go with numbers, but royalty, they were like, oh, that's available. You want that <laughs> for, for what car? And yeah. then like, but the customer was very demanding, I imagine, because they see themselves as royalty. Oh God. Yeah. Now here's, imagine. here's my question. So, so I saw his girl and I, I, I took that picture. Do you think that the plate refers to, is the girl, the car is the girl, the driver and his is the is is a, a spouse or a partner or or is his uh uh baby jesus that's where if you didn't uh, say it, that's what i was gonna say right Ooh, there's, yeah there's lots of different ways you could go with that one yeah Ooh, wow L- well, let's do some zoom we need in. to zoom in because i see stickers and things on all of these vehicles so like yeah. there's a sticker on the top left there but we, i don't know if we i don't think i think that. that's just the view through like the the rear glass okay uh is that a camouflage license plate sir it is a cow print license plate oh okay okay all right i will tell you that okay this is eastern colorado isn't it it could i mean yeah it huh Mm. these were all taken in and around denver okay wow cow print Mm. okay uh, right. What do we have on the Jeep? We've got the yes. Hemi Bragg sticker. We've got the 
Trail some stickers Rail. that I can't see. Let me can let I let me see. I have the original, so let me see if I can zoom in on. See if we can enhance. Siri, enhance. zoom. That's enhance. our we do that <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. Yeah, we've got uh, the one on the there. left is like the mustache with the legs. I don't. I never know what that is, but oh, some okay. internet culture thing or something. Hmm. Is that a QAnon sticker above the back windshield wiper? I don't think so. Is it a oh. Q? I don't think so. Let me look on my. Maybe I could see it on my phone better. Well, then the play would be called like the truth. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I searched mustache leg sticker. I got zero results. So uh, we'll just. <laughs> oh wait, I found it. life is better with a mustache. Okay. Huh. Okay. I just scroll down. Um. The, boy, they're really going hard for Mike Ward. Uh, Jeep here. Boy. Okay. All right. CRV. Got the fancy scenic Colorado plate. Mm-hmm. Well, they might and be a here. Black Lives Matter sticker. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. I. Okay. Interesting. Ian, you've given us a conundrum. Yeah. I, yeah. I may have something to go on, Zach, unless you want to. I'll let you go ahead. I okay. Have, I have one idea, but yeah, go ahead. So the working theory that I have is about the Jeep Grand Cherokee because and the royalty vanity plate. So I think like one thing I've learned over time is that one of the like go-to cars of the wealthy is actually a either a Ford Explorer or a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Like rich people, people that are doing very very well often have one of these cars just because it is a car you never have to think about. It's nice enough. They have other cars, but oftentimes you'll see very well-to-do people, uh, well-off folks with a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee or a, a Ford Explorer. I don't know exactly why, but I've I've seen it. Yeah, it's lot. pronounced Grand Cherokee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Now, but doesn't that defeat the purpose if you then put a royalty license plate on it? vanity and utility are not mutually exclusive, right? Okay. 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 But the thing that like I don't get is the is the stickers because that's not like a a a rich person Jeep Grand Cherokee move from what I've seen in the past. Right? Okay. So, I don't know. That's that's really like the pattern recognition stuff that I have firing at at All this right, point. So I I think the process of elimination. So I think I think if someone was wealthy, they wouldn't say royalty. Like they wouldn't go, I got a royalty plate. They would just buy something more expensive or they're just like if they're if they're truly wealthy, they'd be like let the thing speak for itself. Right. Um so my guess is that does that CRV actually have a handicapped plate? It is parked in a handicapped spot. Does it have a handicapped plate or placard? You know, I was wondering the same thing after I, I don't think you can see in here. I think it did have a placard. I took this picture a while ago, but I think it did have a placard. Okay, because if it didn't, I'd be like, now this really helps my answer. But I'm gonna go. Okay, so I think that the royalty plate goes with the CRV because the CRV it's a very it's a pretty new CRV okay and that is a car it's a pretty practical car um, it's pretty clean there's not a bunch of stickers on it there's one sticker but there's not a lot of other stuff on it and it's kind of says like family vehicle to me I mean these all do a little bit but I'll get to those but this says like family vehicle to me and if if you came up from like a low income situation a CRV is a great car, like it, because it's a great car objectively anyway. But they're not cheap. I mean, you can get options in them, yeah. like they're you know 30s up to 40s. So it's like someone worked hard. They drove a cheap shit box for a long time. Maybe they took the bus, whatever. And now they got this car, and and they also have an opinion about themselves um, that they are royalty. I'm, you know, so I think that's what I think goes with that. I think the Jeep is his girl. Uh, okay. I'm not sure if this is a 
young woman that was given this car by her parents because it could be like a hand-me-down Grand Cherokee from a, a family with you know some means. Um, and it'd be like, dad's girl, but that would be really weird in a lot of ways. So yeah. I think with, I think it's more likely that this is a spouse of someone. And because I've seen this before, I've seen cars around that are like, you know, Mike's princess or mm-hmm. his love or whatever. What? And it's, it's like they maybe they bought the car together or he bought her the Jeep and he's, and she wanted to get this or he wanted to get, I don't know, whatever it is. We don't have to get into the family dynamic there, but that's what I think goes with that. Um, and there's as much as they're trying to drag you into it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot, there's a lot of stickers on the car. So I feel like this is a more extroverted vehicle in general. And mm-hmm. his girl is saying, yeah. so you're saying like, stay away from my woman or stay away from me or I have a man or whatever. Like there's just a lot being said there. And then street one makes no sense and conveys nothing to me. So that's why I'm just giving it to the Kia because the Kia also conveys nothing to me. And I have no idea why someone would put that on. I don't know why you put that on any of these cars. Like we would need to talk to the owner, but that's, that's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. These are all lunatics. <laughs> we have talked about on the show in the past, how I want to start a, like an organization that it, it intervenes people at the DMV on their way to get a vanity plate and redirects like the money that they would spend on a vanity plate to a charity of their choosing that would be more appropriate, right? Like just like, let's say like street one was on the Kia, right? Like, what are you trying, what are you trying to say? Like you can like with the extra $55 that it takes in Colorado, you can like, you can put your money somewhere else and be like, I donated to, you know, like a, something right that lines up with what they're trying to say right i think i i agree with you on street one the other two are so entertaining i want to see them out in the wild and so i don't want to stop them from being themselves uh because they provide us and people on the highway entertainment but street one is so vague you're like look i you're probably or you could have you could have punch-up writers in the dmv where they're like my like street one like really that's what you want like what do you (laughs) what what do you want to tell the world like let's workshop this a bit yeah right right yeah. yeah and then they're going to be like oh that's good right a yeah. dmv writer's room is a solid sketch idea i, <laughs> I can't think of a lower paid profession in the united states by the way they'd be like you want us to pay for what like yeah we'll give them we'll give them one sandwich every two days like right. it's so unnecessary <laughs> right some poor intern just yeah right yeah i i, I don't know i like my gut tells me that royalty is actually on the Kia because I think it might be some kind of farming cow, like, you know, like bloodline thing. Maybe that's, that's where my head's at. Just the cow, the cow queen of uh, Colorado. Rolling in a Kia Sorento. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I Uh, think there could be a theory there where like the most, highfalutin plate is on the cheapest car like whoever if you if someone has royalty on the kia they think they are the shit and they are obnoxious about it but sorry go, go ahead no no you're exactly right right yeah like that that like uh vanity plate to car disparity right like the braggadociousness and then the yeah. car that it's on right right yeah yeah um i i think that his girl is on the crv and I think Street One is on the Jeep because I've had enough Jeeps, uh, SRTs, and Durango SRTs. I had one today mess with me in when I'm just tootling around in my little Fiat 500 Abarth trying to race me because somehow they think I want to race just because I have a diverter valve. Uh, <laughs> and I don't. I never want to race with them. Their cars have four times the horsepower of mine, and I don't like racing. So there you go. But I, I think Street One's on the Jeep, and that would make okay. his girl on the CRV. Yeah. I, I don't okay. know. You don't guys know. together, I think, have the right answer. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's... let me... Ian, Ian hid the answer for me in a folder. It's called Dave Don't Look. Here's Braggadocio Solution. His girl is on the Kia. It's on the Kia. Uh, Street One is the Jeep. And royalty is the CRV. So you, Zach, you nailed right. the the CRV, I, Zach. Yeah. I, I got that one, but man, the other two. So his girl is on the Kia, and Street One is. I got so many questions for Street One. Yeah, I have a lot of questions for his girl with the cow print. That changes things. 
I, don't know. I, I think, know what? I think now Zach's, it actually kind of suits it. Yeah. yeah, I think Zach's inclination about it being about Jesus, I think that uh, fits. That all. Yeah. No, I, I think it's like a wholesome farm community romance thing, and and this girl's <laughs> just like. He's my sweetheart. We've been together since <laughs> high school, and I'm his girl. And I think it's like, right? Yeah, that makes the most sense. It's very one, sweet. it's got to be like a CrossFit gym or something like that. Like the guy's got a mustache, and it's like street street one, you know, performance or street one CrossFit, and it's just like, eh, okay. I thought he was saying like calling himself street, like I am of the streets. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought that that's what that was referring to. But uh, I think I was the only one who took that. Maybe he misspelled S S R T, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. Yeah, yeah. it's S R T and Skeet. It's like married <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then royalty. I mean, I think Zach. I think you were right on about that one. Yeah, I think that's exactly what was going on there. Yeah, but they, I also they, think it's possible that they've had that plate for a very long time because, again, no modifications or missing letters like that you never see that that's that's crazy yeah i mean you know there's one wackadoo in every place right so <laughs> most, of, most of the states like yeah we're people and this person's like i'm royalty I'm like okay <laughs> and this is going on a what now okay. yeah. <laughs> what was the car that royalty had before this <laughs> like what was the car that yeah. plate came off of or yeah. like zach your theory like that they they made it with the CRV purchase, right? You yeah. know, yeah, that that came to form. I mean, probably, yeah. I think that I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because I don't think you go from like a, I don't know. I don't think you go from like a used Accord to that. You know. Yeah, I could see someone making that jump because they want to stay in the Honda family because the sure. Honda was like reliable to them. But I don't know if you would vanity plate. Uh, a used accord i don't know now i'm gonna be on the lookout anytime i see something that's like i don't know just cheap sedan i'm gonna be like do they have a vanity plate is it like princess or is it you know yeah you know duke of something like <laughs> so that's what we do that's what we like to do. we like to dig in to the uh -huh. the psyche end of this because there's people tell you a lot about themselves with their cars and usually it's absolutely uh, it's usually pretty scary. <laughs> and and also like we like it exposes a lot about us, right? The observer oh, yeah. effect, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the the assumptions people make about the vanity plate is just as revealing <laughs> as the vanity plate itself, right? Totally. Like, this is like a weird Rorschach test, you know. It's like right? well, yeah. what what kind of judgment do you bestow upon these car owners <laughs> based on almost nothing, you asshole? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, and here totally. we are like twisting uh like what could very well be a super wholesome thing, like you said, with the Kia, right? Like it could just be the most simple, wholesome thing, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, and here I am like making some weird thing out of it in my head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's why this game is the best. Okay. This is a good game. Thank you. Well, Zach, if you see a maniac with a vanity plate, uh, you can text it, take a picture, text it to 720-515-1391 and we'll put it on the show. Yeah. yeah I, I will. I, I take plates. There's plenty of them in Los Angeles. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Zach, if, if people enjoyed listening to you talk with us, uh, where, where, where should they find you? Uh, find, you can hear me talk more nonsense on the smoking tire podcast. We put it out twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, if you want to hear it earlier than that, we have a Patreon that gives you early access to the shows and gives you some bonus shows and stuff. And, uh, if you want to read some nonsense, follow me on Twitter at Zach Clapman. And then my Instagram is the real Zach Clapman. Cause someone else, someone in Canada is also a Zach Clapman, which is strange. Son of a bitch and by inference the fake zach clapman <laughs> i think i had i actually had that for a long time and then i realized that it's really unprofessional and people might go well i don't want to follow the fraudulent account like i guess that's just the end of the road and i'm like this is stupid <laughs> but i kind of like when we were talking about resisting the uh the call to do center cards everyone was yeah. putting the real something because someone else had stolen their their identity and i was like you know what i'm too good for that i'm gonna do the fake thing because i'm gonna resist you know success yeah like an idiot yeah no i get that impulse that's 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 great yeah I like that yeah um yeah. yes everybody should go listen to smoking tire i mean everyone who listens to this is probably already listening to, the, to you guys but that's okay uh we'll, we'll advertise it here anyway and uh dave 
you already gave our phone number. Anything else? The socials, yeah, places, and the thing. Apex the adjacent on everything. We, we nobody else took Apex adjacent, so we didn't. We, I guess we can do the real Apex adjacent also and the fake one. Yeah. yeah. No, if you have the regular one, keep it short. I say. <laughs> I, I, I like. I like the name. I think it's good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Zach. This was a ton of fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is a blast. Thank you guys for having me. Really. Yeah, anytime. Invite yourself back whenever. Um, everybody else, we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>